Hey, come on now, come on somebody. It's online time here at Sandals Church and I am your host, Jeff, the online campus pastor. And you are, well, you are our digital audience, our digital church, our remote folk that we get to connect with through online, social media, chat, email, virtual calls, online groups, and our Sandals Church Anywhere family, our community. Wherever you are, you make up our Sandals Church family. If you're new, we would love to meet you. I would love to meet you. How do we do that? Well, you can do that through chat and you can let your, you can let your chat host know right there, right now that you're new. If you're fresh, if you just arrived on the digital scene, uh, we want to connect with you. We got you. Let us know that you're here by going to the chat, by saying hello, or by going to sandalschurch.com slash next. Here we have this powerful vision. It's about being real. Now, now, now listen, we are here in Southern California, which means we're super close to Hollywood, the place that most of the time is pretty fake. And that sometimes means the church is pretty fake too. Well, here we are all about being real, real with ourselves, God, and others. For those of us here in the United States, we are celebrating because this is the 4th of July weekend, and we are grateful for the freedom we have to worship God. As we enter into a time of worship, I hope that we remember that real freedom is from the one who gives true freedom. So let's sing to the Lord, the God of ultimate freedom, no matter where you are, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or even what country you live in, He gives us freedom. Let's sing. I love the fact that God can take something that was messed up, broken, and use it to do great things. See, your past does not define you. Jesus Christ does. The only God that can take the book of your life, go back in the past, erase that, and say, no, there's something else written for this person. He's rewriting your history. He's rewriting your history. He's rewriting your history. All things work together for the good of them that serve him, that love God. He's rewriting your history. rewriting your history. I can just sit right there just for a moment. He's rewriting my history. The past is in the past and I'm free at last. The past is in the past. Yes, I'm free at last. The past is in the past. And I'm free at last. I said the past is in the past. And I'm free at last. Yes, I'm free. Show me what freedom looks like. Come on, come on. Show me what freedom looks like all over this room. Show me what it looks like. Come on. I want to see what freedom looks like. Show the world what freedom looks like. Come on. Show your friend. Show your family. Show the world. Show today's culture what true, real freedom looks like. 
rewriting my history And he covers me with destiny He's making all things right The precious blood of Christ He's rewriting my history yeah. And he covers me with destiny Come on, sing it over yourself. He's making all things right. The precious blood. Come on. He's rewriting my history. Oh. And he covers me with destiny. Thanks so much for spending time with us, singing to God. We want you to know that we have songs that are perfect for kiddos and a whole service that's made just for them. So if you have elementary little people, you can help them find that by going to kids.sandalschurch.tv. I also wanna remind all of you who are Spanish-speaking friends and family online, or maybe if you know someone who speaks Spanish, that we have services and all things Spanish just for you and them. 
All you have to do is check that out by going to sandalschurch.com slash Espanol. As your pastor, I wanna take a moment and tell you something that is close to my heart and what I long to see from the online community, the online campus. I want you to know that I, we love our online community and our digital audience. We love that connection starts here, but our hope is that it does not end here. We wanna connect and be in community with you and for you to take what you're experiencing here right now to your community, to your neighbors, to your coworkers, to be followers of Jesus who are disciples of Jesus. One of the ways is, is giving. One of the ways is through, through our online community groups. Another is getting involved in our men's ministry and our women's ministry. And one of the most powerful ways is to become a Sandals Church Anywhere, which means you moved from being an online viewer of Sandals Church and decided to become a Sandals Church location, which is like a house church, a Sandals Church Anywhere. Currently, we have Sandals Church Anywhere locations in nine states here in the U.S. and in three countries outside of the U.S. These are people who have said they want to bring the Sandals Church experience right in their community, their family, their neighborhoods to the people that they know. If you are at all interested and would love to connect with me and the team here, to know more, all you have to do is go to sandalschurch.com anywhere. You may actually already have a group that meets and watches with us and you just need to be supported and resourced by us. We would love to come alongside you and help you bring the Sandals Church experience right in your home. Well, we are deep into our Win in Rome series and here with another challenging, powerful, and biblical message, here is our lead pastor, Matt Brown. Hey guys, welcome to Sandals Church. So glad you're here. Happy 4th of July. Man, the craziest 4th of July I ever experienced in my life was in Cambodia. I kid you not. It was Cambodia. My, my family and I, we flew from LAX to Taiwan. We had a layover in Taiwan. And then we went from Taiwan to Vietnam. We had a layover in Vietnam. And then we landed somewhere in Cambodia. You're like, where? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we were. But we were so tired, so exhausted. My family was conked out, wiped out. I couldn't even wake them up. Like my wife, my kids or nothing. I was starving. And uh, I, I went downstairs. I didn't know what time it was. I didn't know where I was. And the only thing open was a bar. And so I went to the bar to try to get some breakfast. And the guy said, bro, it's dinner time. <laughs> I, I had no idea what day it was, what meal it was. And we're in the middle of Cambodia. And this white dude comes up and sits next to me, which was a little surprising because we're in Cambodia, and he sends up, sits down next to me and he says, I'm gonna get a beer for me and my mate. He's Australian, right? Uh, me and my mate. And I'm like, I don't know you, I'm not your mate. And he says, he says, he says, well, I just wanna celebrate with you. And I said, celebrate what? And he said, the 4th of July. It's your guy's holiday. In Australia, we like to toast to everyone's holidays. <laughs> 
And so he ordered two beers, and I can't drink beer because I'm gluten-free, because the Lord, you know, just wants to protect me, I guess. And I said, I can't have the beer. He said, well, I'll drink both. And he drank both beers, because that's what Australians do, man. It was just crazy. I'm sitting, I didn't know it was the 4th of July. I didn't know it was dinner. I didn't know him, and he drank my beer that he bought for himself. So that was one of my greatest 4th of Julys of all time. So be safe. You know, maybe you'll hang out with an Aussie and have a good time, but try to represent Jesus. So happy 4th of July. So I want to talk to you today about how to love my country without losing my mind. And some of you are like, oh, pastor, I needed this message like six months ago. <laughs> some of you have already lost your mind. But let me just warn you, this is going to be one of the most challenging messages you, you've ever heard. It's one of the most difficult passages you're ever going to read as an American or a citizen from whatever country you're uh, listening or watching from. It's a challenging message. So let me just, let's just take a survey. How many of you love to be told what to do? Raise your hands. Okay, a couple of you, a couple of you. Okay, nobody loves to be told what to do. So if you don't like to be told what to do, you're gonna hate this sermon. Some of you are gonna, I'm gonna get four verses in, you're gonna be like, yeah, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> and can I just be honest? It always cracks me up when I'm preaching live. I see you when you get up and you walk out. Like, I, like, we all pretend, like, everybody's like, oh, does he see? Yeah, I see them. I'm not 95 years old. <laughs> I see you. You're like, get up and walk out, you know? And it happens every single week when I'm preaching because I'm naturally offensive. Like, you think I'm offensive? You have no idea. I'm toning this way down. Like, the Holy Spirit is like full press, full press on him. So we're gonna read through these scriptures and I'm just gonna tell you, some of you have never heard this before and some of you will never wanna hear it again. But if that's you, you probably need to hear this every day. Romans 13, chapter 13, verses one through seven. <laughs> Are you ready for it? <laughs> is this gonna be rough? This is gonna be rough. Get in your safe space. Okay, here we go. Everyone, you can pray about whether or not that's you. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. Some of you are like, yep, I'm out. Why? For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. This is, it gets worse. <laughs> and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of authorities? Then do what is right and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must, you can pray about that word. You must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. It gets worse. Pay your taxes. Two, <laughs> for the same reasons, for the government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Man, that's one of the most challenging set of scripture verses you're ever going to read. Some of you only do this when your candidate wins. 
You only do this when your side is victorious. And as Christians, we need to set the example. If as Christians, we can't submit when we lose, what are our neighbors gonna do when they lose? We need to be an example. And some of you are like, well, Pastor Matt, I just don't like where America's going. Do you think the Apostle Paul liked where Rome was going? I guarantee you the Apostle Paul would have taken Biden and Trump every day over every emperor he ever had because he had some psychos. He had some psychos. I think he would have took an emperor that mumbled. <laughs> He'd take Biden all day, every day. He'd take Trump. He wouldn't think Trump was offensive. He'd think, man, that dude's chill. Because you know what emperors did? They killed everyone. They killed their own families, their own kids. Some of you parents are like, man, maybe I need to live in Rome. <laughs> so let me talk to you about how to love my country without losing my mind. Let me challenge you on this. Celebrate when they get something right. Some of you, you're in charge of nothing. I was listening to this talk today. So if you're a millennial, listen to me. They're saying millennials don't wanna get married and they don't wanna have children. They don't wanna be responsible for anything. It's kind of scary. And then don't blame millennials. We have to blame who raised them. See, here's the thing. When you teach children, they're the center of the world. They believe you. And let me tell you something, old people. We're gonna have nobody to take care of us. You're gonna be like, I pooped my pants. No one cares. You're on your own. But you know what it is? Millennials are a lot like all of us. They want everything to change, but they're not willing to take responsibility to change everything. And growing up is hard. And here's the thing about growing up. To grow up, you have to take responsibility. And here's the thing is, parenting's hard because you don't know what you're doing. And guess what? Neither does government. That's why they wear the suits, to play pretend. It's a costume. So you look like you know what you're doing. So what we gotta do is we gotta celebrate when they get something right. What we do as a culture, and, and they've proven this, American media is 10 times to 90 times, depending upon your channel, more negative than European media and any other media conglomerate on earth. 10 to 90 times more negative. Like when you meet your friends, when have you ever met a friend at the gym, at church, at work, and they're like, you're not gonna believe what the government did right today. You're gonna live and die and never hear that. But you know what? There are people in government that are trying to make a difference, that are trying to make it better, that are working really hard, okay? And, and, and we just gotta learn to celebrate when, when they get it right. And government has a tough job, just like parents have a tough job. Man, I was watching Bill Barr, the comedian, you know, I don't know how he still has a job. How has he not been canceled? Okay, ladies, unite, get him. <laughs> he was making fun of w mothers and the job that you do. I was like, but this guy's, his, his days are numbered. <laughs> but here's the thing is, what he doesn't understand is how hard it is to actually be in charge of something. It's difficult to be in charge of children that all they wanna do every single day is kill themselves, others, and maybe God. And your job is to thwart their efforts of self-harm and they hate you for it. Yeah. Romans 13, six through seven. Let's start with the ugly. 
Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. You ever wonder why people in America pay their taxes? You ever wonder that? Do you know in other countries they don't? Like in Greece, people don't pay their taxes. It's a real problem. Across the world, many cultures, and I know a lot of you have been brainwashed that all cultures are the same. They're not all the same. Biden has this huge spending bill. Somewhere between low-end $2 trillion, high-end $6 trillion, tucked in one of those lines, listen to me, people, 75,000 additional IRS agents. Why we gotta hire 75,000 additional IRS agents? Because we've become a culture that has moved away from Judeo-Christian values that says pay your taxes. We have, we are, we are, we're becoming a culture where people didn't hear and don't know that Jesus said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and give to God that which is God's. I mean, nobody feels good about paying your taxes, but you do it. Why do you do it? And you might not even know this, but you do it because you've been raised in a culture that says you should. But why do they say you should? Why do you owe the government anything? Because the word of God says you should pay it. And you gotta know this was highly con contentious during the days of the apostle Paul. Matter of fact, that's why Jesus is asked the setup question. It's a setup. Should we pay taxes to the empire that's conquered us, to the people that have enslaved us, to the people that don't represent us, right? I mean, this isn't even their land. They took our land. Should we pay them? Jesus says yes. Paul says yes. The Bible says yes. So pay your taxes. Pay them. For these are the same reasons. For government workers need to be paid. Like you want to be paid. They want to be paid. They need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Man, that's tough, isn't it? And let me just be honest, man. Celebrate when they get something right. Tammy and I, some of you guys don't know this, but you know, 2020, the Lord looked at Tammy and I's life and he said, you know what? I think we need to spice it up a little. You ever feel like that? <laughs> like the Lord's like, you don't, have, you don't have enough on your plate. So in 2020, when there was a, a global pandemic, you guys, you got to heard of COVID, right? So we, we, had, we had the worst racial tension in America since the 60s. We had an, an election that was crazy. It's crazy. We had a dude dressed like a bear in the White House, right? Crazy. Remember that guy? Can you imagine you're sitting at home? Honey, is that our son? <laughs> I was wondering where he was. It's crazy. Tammy and I got audited. There is no worse letter to ever get. And it's always on this white sheet of paper and government letter. And they don't negotiate. They just, you know, and taxes is a weird thing, right? It's a weird thing because the government says, Tell us how much you think you owe and pay it. <laughs> Who came up with that? Give, give us your best guess. Nope, penalty. <laughs> so 
so Tammy and I, we went through this and, and, and we were struggling, we were trying to figure it out. And, we, and just so you know, we pay our taxes. And so we were negotiating with government, which means we were losing. <laughs> and the negotiations hit somewhat of a, a trial. And so they sent a letter to Sandals Church. It's one of the most embarrassing moments in my life as your pastor. They sent a letter to Sandals Church. Like I'm in charge of Sandals Church but I don't get those letters. It comes to the finance department. They sent a letter to Sandals Church Finance Department to garnish not just my wages, but Tammy's wages. And like the people that work for me, like, uh, Pastor, we, uh, we, we need to talk to you. And it was terrible and it was awful. But you know, it's COVID. So like when you call, nobody answers. And it's challenging, right? And it's frustrating. And it's easy to be negative. It's easy to be critical. But you know, I finally found an agent that worked with me. And I could tell you all day long about the things that are wrong with government. I could tell you all day long the things that are wrong about the system. But there was an IRS agent and his name was Matt. Matthew means gift from God and he is. <laughs> and he figured out what happened. He figured out what happened. And all that happened was they had my social security number off by one number. So we had paid the taxes and he took care of all of it. Listen to me, just by doing his job, just by going the extra mile, just by being a human being. So I could stand here and complain all day long about the process, but I praise God for Matt, the tax agent. Right, there was another Matthew, I think it was a tax agent in the Bible and Jesus recruited him. He said, you know how to count. We need people like you. But can I just be totally honest with you? It's not just who you know, it's how you behave. Maybe the reason every government official acts like a jerk is you start it. So celebrate when they get it right. Celebrate it. Man, it's a tough, tough job to be in authority in our country right now. We don't respect authority anymore because we don't listen to God anymore. Parents, you're raising your kids in a culture that doesn't know the sixth commandment that says honor your father and mother. They don't know that. Their friends don't know that. God put you in charge. You've got to learn to celebrate things that are right. And some of you say, well, my mom and dad. Well, at least you have a mom and dad. Celebrate that. Celebrate that. Find places where people get it right. Because you know what, Sandals Church, we don't get a lot of letters that talk about when we get it right. You know when we get the letters? When we get it wrong. We get it wrong. I get more letters when I get the verse wrong. Oh, pastor, that was the wrong verse. Thank you so much for being so kind to point that out. Did you get anything out of the 45-minute message other than the typo? So let me talk about how to love your country without losing your mind. So number one, celebrate when they get it right. Number two, submit to the authority they have. They have. There's just something in us as human beings that wants to go our own way, that wants us to do our own thing. And listen to me, when you don't obey authority and you step out of line, you create chaos, not peace. And let me give you a small example. Some of you, you don't follow the Tour de France. But the Tour de France is one of the greatest 
sporting events in history. It's a bike race that runs thousands of miles. Listen to me, it is dependent upon two things. Number one, riders finishing. And number two, spectators following the rules. But we live in a culture where the rules apply to everyone by whom? You. And so a woman, ladies, I know it's never your fault, but this time it was, a woman who wants to get a selfie in front of the riders holds out her sign so she can take a picture, took out like one third of the competitors like broken bones, maimed, done. Some of them will have to retire for a selfie. Well done, good and faithful servant. No. And so what was her response to the disaster she caused? She ran, they can't find her. Sweetie, if you go to Sandals Church, the world has seen your face. It's hopeless, turn yourself in. But you know what happens? I mean, what happens if everybody on the highway just drives the way they want or how they feel? There are countries like that. They have names like India, Mexico, right? And people just do like, it's crazy. And you're so mad here. At least we know there's lines on the highway. I've been in countries where people are driving the wrong way on the sidewalk yelling at pedestrians to get out of the way. <laughs> Romans 13, one through two, everyone must submit to governing authorities. Why? Why? Remember, Christianity doesn't just tell you how, it tells you why. For all authority comes from God. And those in, uh, in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Republicans, that means God had something to do with Biden. It's amazing. I remember years ago when Obama was a president, I, I had a pastor say, he's not my president. I said, well, he is God's. And so here's the thing, listen to me. So many of you on the right want people to be patriotic when it's your guy or your gal in office. But you completely forget your patriotism when it's not your guy or your gal in office. And those on the left, you're the same way, just with a little more passion, a little more tears, a little more volume, but it's the same way. It's the same way. They have been placed there by God. That means Donald Trump was placed there by God, by God. He's involved in it. He's active in it, bringing about his purpose so anyone who rebels against authority, listen to this, is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. There were two people on the day when Jesus Christ was condemned to death. One was Barabbas and one, his name was Jesus. Now we worship Jesus and listen to me, he was not a zealot. He was not a radical. He did not support revolution, Barabbas did. And the people demanded that Barabbas be set free. And the name Barabbas means son of the father in Hebrew. And so they condemned the son of God to die on the cross. And some of us do that every day. We want a zealot who supports our side. And this is why America is such a mess because we keep getting yanked to the right and yanked to the left and yanked to the right. 
and we all have whiplash. And we just need to slow down and we just say, look, God's in control. God's a part of this and I'm gonna respect authority because all authority comes from God. And many of you who call yourselves as adults are no more mature with authority than your teenagers are with you. And you need to look at yourself. Therefore, whoever resists authorities resists what God has appointed. Who's the apostle Paul talking about? A radical, cultic, insane emperor. And in Rome, Rome was notorious for revolutions and notorious for political battles for control. Generals fought generals, emperors fought senators, senators fought emperors. Remember Shakespeare, Brutus and Cassius, they too were honorable men and they killed their best friend, Caesar. How? Stabbed him in the back. Stabbed him in the back. Many people don't know this, that Julius Caesar spared the life of Brutus. Brutus supported another general and Caesar won and he saved his life and Brutus repaid his charity with a knife in the back. Isn't that crazy? Those who resist will incur judgment. Let me challenge you, don't resist authority, resist evil. Resist evil. There's enough evil in this world and we need to learn to resist it. Listen to what Peter says. The apostle Peter says, live as people who are free. Live as people who are free. Not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Listen to me, some of our political outrage is just cover up for personal evil. Listen to me if you're conservative. Your patriotism may be a very, very thick mask that covers the evil that's in your heart. And listen to my friends on the left. Your activism may be exactly the same thing. Don't use your freedom to commit evil. Use your freedom to fight evil. And we need to thank God that generations in the past with all their flaws, with all their racism, with all their sexism, with everything that was wrong with this country about 75 years ago, they got over their differences and they, and they joined armies and they went and fought the greatest evil the world had ever seen. His name was Hitler. They did some good. Even though America wasn't perfect and it never will be. We've gotta love our country without losing our minds. And we can all point to things every day in every way that aren't right. But can I just tell you something? Most of us, here, here's what I see. Most of us are looking for something on social media that paints a picture of how we feel that, about everything that's wrong. This last week, Britney Spears was in the media. And why do I talk about her? Because no one really cares. She's not controversial in any way. She's just not. Some of you, if you're young, you're like, who? Okay, she used to be radical. Wore a snake around her neck, kissed Madonna. You're like, who? You're young. It's okay. 
But right, Britney Spears is going through a trial, going through a challenge with her parents. And all these activists, this is, this is systemic of what everything in, in Hollywood that needs to change, or it's just a personal matter between her and her dad. Sometimes it's just a person that's doing evil. It's not the system that's evil. We have to be careful. Sometimes it is the system. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just a moron who happens to be one race or another, one gender or another. Don't freak out at everything. Have you guys not met people? Have you guys not met people? <laughs> like, let's not talk about people. Let's talk about your family. Yeah, like we just had a wedding, right? I love weddings because your relatives show up. Some invited, some not invited. Just show up, right? Every family has a crazy person, amen? And if you can't think of who that one is, it might be you. Every family member, you, you got a weird uncle, you got a crazy aunt, you got a trippy brother, you know? I mean, every, everybody, everybody has that. So don't, so don't draw a picture of all humanity because of one person. Do you want me to draw a picture of you and your whole family because of your one, you know, fun relative? I love it when I meet some of you, you know, out in the lobby and your crazy relative's always the one that wants to talk. And I just see you, you're like, oh, oh. I've even been shaking hands with a guy and this woman just came up and she said, I'm his ex-wife. Wow. That was a special encounter. Next, here's how, here's how you love your country without losing your mind. Appreciate the work they do. We don't appreciate the work anybody does anymore. I went to the dentist this last week and I was super nervous because I haven't been to the dentist in like, I don't know, because COVID, we're gonna blame it on COVID. I know there's something about metal objects in my mouth that makes me nervous. But I went to the dentist's office, you know, they look good, right? And there's signs everywhere in the dentist's office. I, I'm not, I think I counted five signs in every direction. Cause you know, when you're in the dentist chair, you look here, you look here, you look there. Like they're everywhere. And the signs all say, please don't talk on your cell phone during your visit. And I asked, I asked my dentist, I was like, so when you're cleaning people's teeth, they answer their phone? He's like, yeah, with the suction cup in their mouth. Hello, hello. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I gotta take, I gotta take his call. <laughs> he said th the dental hygienist will just sit there while a person's like doing a business deal. What is wrong with us? I mean, people just don't respect anything. I'm working out at the gym. People are talking on their headphones that you can't see. Yes, uh-huh, no. And I'm like, what? what is going on? And then they get in a fight. Take that outside. We don't respect anyone or anything anymore. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you were doing wrong, of course you should be afraid. Like if you're always getting arrested, Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. I'm just saying, pray about it. Pray about it. Like if the police know you by name. 
pray about it. Holy Spirit, maybe Pastor Matt is saying something I need to hear. I'm not saying they, 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 they don't make mistakes. I'm not saying there aren't cops that are bad. I'm just saying that's the hardest job in the world to do. I had to deal with a drunk guy last week. And he called the cops on me. <laughs> on me. Look at me. I've never wanted police to show up so soon in my life. He said he called the cops on me. And I said, yep. And when they come, they're taking you. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I'm drunk guy trying to get in my house. Who does that? Drunk people. Weird people. Some of you people. <laughs> Praise God for people in authority. Man, you know, when I was a kid, if I missed the bus, you know what my dad said? Why did every other child get on the bus, but you couldn't find it? And now you parents, you're mad at the teacher. What did your kid do? The bus is big and yellow. I'm gonna have a strong word with that principal. Think about how much school would be better if our kids just sat and listened. Do you know in Japan, the first three years, it's almost no academics. It's just behavior and attitude. I know. They figured something out. <laughs> just behavior and attitude. Because they've discovered you learn a lot better when you learn to sit still and listen. And some of you are like, what? I wasn't listening. <laughs> For they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants. Man, a lot of you guys, well, I just, I just want a Christian in the Oval Office. I just want somebody in the Oval Office that can protect us. I don't care if they're Buddhist. I want somebody to protect us. I want somebody that's gonna take care of us and look after our interests. That's their purpose. Some of the best kings in the Bible were not believers. They weren't. They were of other nations other ethnicities, and they governed a whole lot better than God's kings. And so we need to think about that. Because some of us as Christians, we get used as Christians. And we gotta be really careful. They're sent there for the purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. And some of you, the only reason you think you have a clear conscience is you haven't listened to your conscience lately. How to love my country without losing my mind. Next. Participate politically in a way that reflects Jesus. Okay, look, attack policy, but don't attack the person. I mean, some of you liberals, what you did to Donald Trump was wrong, and one day you're gonna stand before God and he's gonna judge you. And conservatives... Why are you making fun of Biden? He's an old. It's not, it's not like that was a surprise. It's not like he aged 10 years when he took office. Everybody knew that. Don't, don't attack the person, attack the policy. I made a mistake last week. This is a confession. I accidentally read my comments. If you wanna, have a, if you wanna be saying, don't read the comments. But I, this lady looks so sweet. She looks so nice. She looked like a homeschool mom. I was like, oh my gosh, I bet she's really nice. And so I clicked on her comment and she said, Jesus warned me about people like you. Puke emoji, puke emoji, puke emoji. 
a homeschool mom puked on me three times. <laughs> How about this? I, I, I prefer a different preaching style. I prefer a different way to organize the church. No, you're going to hell. You're Satan's person. You're terrible. You're awful. I'm like, whoa. Look, if you want to get active, get active. But let me tell you this. One of the reasons, one of the reasons I, I, I think it, it's so hard is people are so mean to people who try to run. Like I really wrestle with, you know, did Trump's personality create this chaos or did this chaos create Trump's personality? And some of you right now, I'm going to send a strongly worded email. I'm not going to read it. But, but just let me say, maybe the reason we get such lousy candidates is we treat them so lousy. The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control. That includes your mouth and your fingers. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Some of you social justice warriors, you're gonna make a difference on earth and experience eternity in hell because you were disqualified because of your behavior and hatred. And the same thing for you conservatives, man. There's gonna be a lot of people in hell that loved America. That's not what Jesus is gonna ask. Did you love America? He's gonna ask, did you love me? Did you serve me? I think we all have moments, right? I had a moment, I lost it. I can't even talk about it. It's too, it's too soon. But I, I had a moment where I was gonna quit being your pastor and I was gonna run. I was like, I'm running. I am gonna destroy this person. I, I lost my mind. Have anybody had that moment where you just, you just lose your mind, you're talking to yourself in the car like a crazy person, you know, and like you're arguing with someone who's not even there, but you're winning, <laughs> right? I always win arguments when I'm by myself. But let me just say this. If you, if you happen to have it together, what does that mean? If you have learned how to govern yourself, like you have a job, you've had some responsibility, like if you can govern yourself and you have some ideas, some good ideas and some integrity, get involved, get active. But just remember, it's easier to make things worse. That's what nobody knows. There's a lot of do-gooders out there that have made things worse. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And some of you are like, well, what, what happened to America? Some people were trying to do some good. So we gotta realize that sometimes in trying to make things better, we actually make it worse. And we gotta think about that. I was, just, I was just in a meeting yesterday about the homeless crisis and I was looking at the amount of money our local city spends to fix the homeless problem. I'm like, this is not fixing it. We're growing it. Nobody appreciated that feedback. <laughs> we all agree we have a problem, but what we're doing isn't solving a problem. You know the definition of insanity? Doing the same things over and over again, but expecting different results. Some of you, listen to me, 
God is calling you to be socially active, to run for office. If you don't like what they're teaching our kids in school, run for school board, run for city council, get involved, stop whining and do something. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is in the book of Esther. And Esther's father, Mordecai, says, perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Some of you, you may need to be active, but do it in a way that reflects Jesus. Because some of you are really good at doing it in a way that reflects Satan. And that's not who we worship. How to live my country without losing my mind. Trust the plan that God has. Right, God's plan. I think Drake has a song about it. Is he Canadian? I think he's Canadian. Yeah, that was a rolling out of stop. That's all I know in that, in that, in that song. Don't listen to it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's good. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says this: For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, and they're not your plans. Somehow God is using America using you, using me, maybe even using California. I mean, he's God, he can do all things, amen? Somehow, he's working his plan in the midst of this mess. And some of you are losing your minds because the world is out of control and it always has been and it always will be, but God is in control. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a future and a hope. And it's so important that you know that Jeremiah 29, 11 is when Jerusalem is defeated and their young people are being carried off as slaves into Babylon. You see, it's when you're in crisis that you need Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. It's when you're in crisis that you need Esther 4, 14. You think you got it bad? You think America's challenged? Mordecai and Esther were in a country that was gonna kill every Jew. Every Jew. We should praise God that we live in a country where we get to worship. And can I poke you a little bit? Some of you are super mad at our country because you couldn't worship a whole year and it's July 4th and where are you? Isn't it amazing? You got all upset because this country wouldn't let you worship and when they do, you don't. Maybe you should govern your life a little bit before you start telling everybody else how we should be governed. I told you, you weren't gonna like this message. <laughs> Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that God causes everything to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Listen, God doesn't cause everything, but God causes everything to work for good. Don't blame God for your dumb choices. Praise God that out of your dumb choices, God can bring something good. And we know that God is in control. And what is he in control of? Of bringing good for all eternity out of the evil we presently face. How to love my country without losing my mind. Last point, remind yourself of your final destination. 
I think so much of your anxiety is you're worried about where America is headed. Let's stop and let's ask, where are you headed? Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. He says, trust also in me. He says, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Let's talk about your retirement for eternity. Where are you headed? You know why some of you are losing your minds? Because all of your chips are on America. All of it. We need to respect authority. We need to submit to authority. But we worship God and we fear him and we trust him. The Apostle Paul writes a letter to a very, very patriotic city. The city is called Philippi. These are all retired military officers, military generals. They gave their life for Rome. And Paul says this, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him, listen to this, even to subject all things to himself. We know how it ends. We don't know what part America will play, but we need to praise God for America because America allows us to play a part. We get to be a part of this. There are countries in the world today where the Bible's illegal, and I would be arrested for what I'm doing right now in the world today. And we need to praise God for that. It's not a perfect country. It's not. But it's a country where we can worship a perfect God and we need to celebrate that this weekend and remind ourselves, God, I'm thankful that I get to live in a country where I get to worship as I choose. And the problem with that is we've had that freedom so long. We've forgotten how precious that freedom is. Historically, freedom of religion has happened almost nowhere in history. But for whatever reason, God has brought you here so that you have an opportunity to worship him. Here's how you love your country without losing your mind. You love Jesus more. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. God, whether we're to the left or to the right or just confused, God, help us to focus our attention on you. And God, we thank all the people in our church who work in government, who are in positions of authority. God, we pray that as they have such a difficult job, that they would exercise their authority in a way that honors you. And God, I pray that we would respect the authority that you've given them in a way that honors you. Help us to celebrate the wonderful, amazing, opportunity we have to live in this country. And we truly pray, God, that you would bless America. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that was a challenging but an awesome message. 
I mean, there are going to be times when our pastor tells us some things that are tough, but is exactly what we need. The message is what we all need to hear. That message is what we all needed to hear. And not only that, we need to remember that what can help us not lose our mind is being a part of a team where we can help others as they follow Jesus in a culture that doesn't. One of the number one ways to do that is by volunteering on a team. I, I know from my own experience at times when I've gotten my mind right and got my spirit right is when I was helping someone else. By volunteering on a team, you are not only helping others, you are being involved in the work of God. You might think that being a St. Louis Church Anywhere location or, or watching online in another state or, or, or another country means that you can't be on a team here at St. Louis Church. That is absolutely not true. Nothing could be further from the truth. All you have to do is go to our St. Louis Church app and find out your next step in the growth path and find out what team is right for you. I'm telling you, we need you. You may already know this, but but St. Louis Church is a place where our content goes all around the world, reaching all kinds of people. Not only that, but we are doing our best to support communities and come alongside those in need. We resource and equip parents to help disciple their kids while also creating engaging material videos and programming for kids and youth. All of this while being a place where people can serve others as they grow in their relationship with Jesus. No matter where they are physically or spiritually, this is what we do. All this happens because of your giving and your support. Thank you so much for financially making this happen. If you've never given to Sandals Church, how about today being the first day that you give so that you can be a part of this work, this amazing work that God is doing all around the world. We are so fortunate to be able to do what we do. If you would like to help us, all you have to do is go to give.sc or you can give on the Sandals Church app. Well, thanks for being here and being our largest campus without walls here at Sandals Church. My prayer is that you make a difference in your life and in the lives around you, in the lives that you surround yourself with. Be the church, be the real church, and we'll see you right back here next week.